The information provided in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Before making a health decision, please consult with a qualified medical professional. Thank you for your attention and enjoy today's episode. What is up, good people of the internet? My name is Tony, and you're currently tuned into Hemp Nerd, the podcast that clarifies how safe and effective cannabis therapy is so you can have a smoother road to recovery. Now, in today's episode, we're going to be answering the question Can you take CBD oil with lorazepam? Now, if you're unfamiliar with my content, what I normally like to do first is understand what we're dealing with. So, at the beginning of this episode, we're going to spend a bit of time just understanding what lorazepam is, what it's used for, and what effects it has in our body. From there, we're going to actually shift the conversation to actually answer the question of the day is, can you take CBD oil with lorazepam? Now, if you're familiar with my content, then you know what time it is. If you have not subscribed already, hopefully today's the day I actually earn your subscription. So with that said, let's get into today's episode. Alright, so where we're going to kick things off is at the logical beginning by answering the question, what is lorazepam and what is it useful? So lorazepam is a synthetic drug belonging to a group of drugs called benzodiazepines. So benzodiazepines are a type of drug commonly known as tranquilizers, alright? So tranquilizers fall into one of two categories. You've got your major tranquilizers and you've got your minor tranquilizers, okay? And of the two groups of these tranquilizers, major and minor, lorazepam actually falls into the minor tranquilizer group. Now, just for your knowledge, uh, major tranquilizers are also known as antipsychotic agents in the medical community, or they're also called neuroleptics. The reason they're called major tranquilizers, or they have those two fancy names associated with them, is because they're used to treat major major states of mental disorder. So think of something like schizophrenia. And then with minor tranquilizers, those are called anti-anxiety agents or anxiolytics by the medical community. And of course, the reason they're called that is because they're used to treat minor um, mental disorders like, of course, anxiety, for example. Now, lorazepam specifically sold under the name um, Ativan in the marketplace. And it's used to treat, you know, anxiety disorders, insomnia, epilepsy, seizures, alcohol withdrawal, nausea and vomiting from cancer treatment. And it is also used as anesthesia just before going into surgery. So it knocks you out, basically tranquilizes you, of course. It acts on your central nervous system um, to produce a sedative effect, um, very similar to what I spoke about last week, which was uh, diazepam, which is also a tranquilizer, which is also a minor tranquilizer. Um, Now, lorazepam, the way it works is by enhancing the effects of a naturally occurring neurotransmitter um, in your body, sometimes also called a chemical messenger, but its name is GABA, G-A-B-A, and uh, GABA stands for gamma aminobutyric acid. Um, One of the key functions of GABA is to actually regulate stress, anxiety, and fear by blocking specific uh, brain signals to produce a calming effect. So GABA is also known um, to be able to help prevent seizures as well. Now, moving on, what are the side effects of lorazepam? So look, it's like most synthetic drugs. In in fact, all synthetic drugs in the marketplace at the moment do come with a side effect profile, more specifically a negative side effect profile. So with lorazepam, I've broken it up into three groups. So you've got your common side effects, you've got your serious side effects, 
and you've got your allergic reaction side effects. So the common side effect profile of lorazepam looks a little something like this. So you, uh, and this is obviously not the entire list. Um, I've just gotten what seems to be popular on a lot of sites, what seems to be popping up more often than not. So anyway, what it looks like is like this. You've got severe dr uh, drowsiness, dizziness and accidental falls, feeling unsteady, weakness, sudden feeling of restlessness and excitement, confusion, aggression, vision changes, worsened insomnia, jaundice, um, which is the yellowing of the skin of the eyes if you don't know, abdominal stomach pain, lower back or side pain, dark urine, loss of interest in sex, nausea and vomiting, drooling, hair loss or thinning. Alright, so that's already not looking fun, but let's move on to the serious side effect profile of lorazepam. Again, this is not the entire list. This is just what I found to be most popular, which showed what the, the, the side effects that pop up uh, more often than not on the different medical websites that I've been reading. So what you have is um, on the serious side effect profile, of course, loss of consciousness, um, inducing a coma, convulsions, decreased urine output, hyperventilation, irregular heartbeat, pale or blue lips, uh, fingernails and skin, memory problems, seizures, stiffness of the limbs, suicidal thoughts and self-harm, chest tightness, unexplained or unusual bleeding or bruising, not nice, vomiting blood, really not nice, hallucinations, shuffle walking, tremors and fever. Now, on top of those two as well, depending on who you are and what your biochemical makeup may be, you may also experience an allergic reaction to lorazepam. So what that would look like is if you had an allergic reaction to lorazepam, you could experience one of the following, or if not a combination of the following. So difficulty breathing and or swallowing, hives um, or hives rash, itching and puffiness, swelling of eyes, face, lips, tongue, and inside your nose as well, reddening of the skin around your ears, sore throat, uh, sore ulcers or white spots on the lips or in your mouth. Again, not looking good. Now, I understand that the purpose or the, the reason or the motive for actually looking at whether you can take CBD oil with lorazepam is one of two, you might be in one of two camps. You might be the person who's actually looking at weaning off lorazepam because you've been taking it for a while, maybe for anxiety, maybe for insomnia. And obviously you don't want to deal with these side effects where you're looking for a, a, a more natural alternative, which is less harmful. Um, you know, that's a very commendable goal to actually wean yourself off. Or you could be in another camp where you kind of do like lorazepam or you like taking it for some weird reason. I don't know. I don't understand why you'd like taking this thing. I wouldn't touch it with a sick man's wallet, but still uh, maybe you just want to reduce the impact of the side effects. You know, you still want to take it because it helps you for, I don't know, it helps with your anxiety. You prefer it or it helps you with your insomnia or whatever, whatever other reason you actually use it for. Um, again, I wouldn't touch this, but then you want to reduce the, the impact of the side effects. So there is a way you can do that and there are risks, risks involved with doing that. But what I want to actually bring to your attention first is also the withdrawal symptoms associated with lorazepam because if you've been taking it for a while and if you actually stop taking it, then you, know, you are actually going to induce what's called the, the, the withdrawal effect profile um, that comes with lorazepam. So look, what I found is, or what uh, some websites say, is like withdrawal from uh, benzodiazepine like Ativan, like lorazepam, uh, can be potentially dangerous and even fatal in some cases. 
This is due to the potential of developing seizures during the withdrawal process, which to me was a bit weird because people also take this or let me not, let me not say people, but doctors also prescribe this to to help with dealing with seizures because that's what we've just covered but at the same time when you stop taking it one of the withdrawal symptoms is that you might get into you might have seizures which could lead to it being a very being a fatal experience for you not even a very fatal like there's nothing more fatal than fatal so it's going to be you could die from you know taking stopping stopping your regimen of lorazepam so this is something you just need to be aware of you know if especially if you're looking at weaning off um, withdrawal may begin uh, with a few rebound effects that, um, that consist of anxiety. So if you're taking, for, taking it for anxiety, then anxiety will come back. Um, increased blood pressure, um, increased heart rate and difficulty sleeping. So insomnia is going to come back. Um, your heart rate is going to go up. Uh, your blood pressure is going to go up. Your anxiety is going to return. It's, in fact, it's not like the anxiety left. All you're doing was tranquilizing yourself. If you really think about it, right? Lorazepam is a tranquilizer. So it wasn't actually getting rid of your anxiety. You're just like uh, dulling your senses, so to speak. You're just tranquilizing yourself. Most kind of like putting yourself to sleep or putting a lot of your senses to sleep so that you don't feel the anxiety. But of course, when you stop doing that, of course your anxiety is going to return because it, it never left in the first place. You just put some of your senses to sleep so you couldn't feel it or you couldn't feel the effects of the anxiety, but you're not actually dealing with the problem. So to me, like personally, just looking at this in my personal view, taking lorazepam or diazepam or any minor tranquilizer for anxiety is is just stupid it's dumb because you're not actually solving the problem you're just you know putting your senses to sleep so you don't actually um, deal with the problem it's, it's it's almost like drinking for stress like the stress is not going to go away it's just going to numb the pain um, but once the alcohol effects wear off once the lorazepam effects wear off once the diazepam effects wear off guess what that stress that anxiety is still there and it's going to come back it's, gonna, it's just going to resurface it's not even going to come back it's just going to resurface and you're like oh i've got this problem again and then you're just gonna yeah, it's just dumb it's just very stupid anyway moving on rant over moving on the so that's what that's what you're looking at experiencing at the beginning you're going to see your anxiety return your blood pressure is going to go up your heart rate is going to go up you're going to have difficulty sleeping um but that's not all that's going to happen so the other withdrawal symptoms that you may experience if you're looking at um if you stop taking lorazepam is headaches sweating tremors especially in your hands difficulty concentrating and you experience confusion as well increased blood pressure heart palpitations, nausea, abdominal cramps, vomiting, and or weight loss, irritability, anxiety, mood swings, and or panic attacks, and seizures, all right? So you, you might even make your situation worse because if you're one of your withdrawal symptoms is seizures and you're not, you didn't have seizures before, the seizures could prove to be fatal. So again, taking this drug, lorazepam, diazepam, for anxiety, for insomnia, is dumb it's stupid and i don't i don't know why the medical community keeps putting this out there i don't know why that's this is even legal i don't i really don't understand why this is legal but um you know just in my personal view just having a look at it this week these two drugs these past two weeks this is this is very stupid um i wouldn't be touching that at all i would not recommend anyone touch that at all now that we are aware okay of the the side effects and the withdrawal symptoms that you will experience and just how fatal it can be 
Um, we, we can now move on to the question of the day, which is, can you take CBD oil with lorazepam? Now, from a safety perspective, I personally see this as a bad, bad idea, um, adding CBD oil, taking CBD oil with lorazepam together. And because I see that the risk of something going wrong is high purely because lorazepam already has a crazy side effect profile and of course a potentially fatal withdrawal symptom profile. But the main reason why, which is the same reason I had last week and the same reason I have for every single drug out there, combining it with CBD oil or even anything else, alcohol or anything like that. But obviously we're talking about CBD oil here or cannabis, but specifically CBD oil because it's going to be uh, broken down differently than smoke, right? Is because of a, a mechanism in our body called competitive inhibition, which is also um, known as the grapefruit effect. What that would cause, which I'm going to go into, but the, what that would cause is um, three things. Three things that I can see occurring. One, you're going to, it's going to cause the your side effects that you're already experiencing to be intensified. So whatever you, if you're whatever you're experiencing on the list that we've already covered, that's there's a high possibility, a high risk of that getting worse. Secondly, what I also see happening is that you're going to start, you open yourself up to experience more of the side effects, right? So what, if you're only experiencing two of the side effects, you might start experiencing four, five, six, or seven of the side effects, depending on your biochemical makeup, if you mix the two together, right? And the third thing I might I see happening definitely is liver failure. And we did get a hint of it in the common side effect profile. And I did speak about it in yesterday's, uh, yesterday's, last week's piece of content when I was looking at diazepam, that one of the common side effects is jaundice. Jaundice is one of the symptoms for liver failure. All right. And I'll tell you, and competitive inhibition um, puts your uh, puts your liver at risk of failing. It puts your liver at risk of damage. And of course, I don't know what your lifestyle is, but my presumption is that you may be someone who likes to have a drink every so often. Having a drink um, also compromises your liver. That that also you know causes some damage to your liver because alcohol at the end of at the end of the day, alcohol is a form of poison. It's just a form of poison that we we accept that we, we take as a society. We take it on the weekend. Some people take it during the week as well. It's it, At the end of the day, it's not something that's actually good for our body to take over time. So that causes liver damage. So I presume that you you drink, right? I presume that you drink. If you don't drink, great. But if you do, then that's also compromising your liver. On top of that, you're adding something like lorazepam. On top of that, you may add something like CBD oil. Of course, your liver is just going to go kaput and then, you know, you're going to experience all the symptoms of liver failure, which I'm going to go into at the moment. However, not always lost, all right? It's not all bad news on this podcast. It's not all bad news at all. There is a way that you can actually wean, if your goal is to wean yourself off lorazepam, there is a way you can actually do it. There is a way that you can actually include CBD oil into your regimen in a, in a smart and effective, safe and strategic way that will allow you to then uh, start getting the positive results of CBD oil and also uh, get you to meet your goal of weaning off lorazepam at the same time, which I'm going to get into. However, I mean, we've already spoken about the risk of competitive inhibition. If you're unfamiliar with my previous pieces of content that I've spoken about already, the reason why that happens is um, competitive inhibition happens in your liver because 
all pharmaceutical drugs or uh, well most doctors uh, range say between 60 to 90 percent i like to forward about 80 percent so about 80 percent let's say 80 percent of all pharmaceutical drugs are broken down in a uh, in your liver by a specific group of enzymes called cytochrome p450 now the thing is it's not just uh, medication it's not just pharmaceutical drugs that break break down uh, that these enzymes break down they also break down cannabinoids they also break down cbd they also break down thc and they also break down the remaining other cannabinoids that you would get from either a full spectrum cbd product or a broad spectrum cbd product so that's the reason why i say yeah, it's the the risk of something going wrong is high because if you take lorazepam and then you take your CBD oil drops and then it all goes to your liver, you're going to be overwhelming and overtaxing your liver. Not only that, you're going to be causing competitive inhibition. The worst case scenario of competitive inhibition, aka the grapefruit effect, is that your your liver is going to break down the CBD oil, and that's going to block lorazepam from being broken down. If that gets blocked from being broken down, there's going to be more lorazepam available in your body, in your system. When that happens, that's when you're going to start experiencing either intensified side effects of what you're already experiencing, multiplied side effects or more side effects that you haven't experienced that will start to manifest because you've got more lorazepam in your system. and you may also experience liver failure because you're giving your liver too much work, CBD oil and lorazepam. And, and we looked, again, we looked at the common side effect profile of lorazepam and we saw that already, without including CBD oil, you may experience jaundice, which is a symptom of liver failure, all right? It is a symptom of liver failure. Now, if you're unfamiliar with all the other symptoms of liver failure, because we also there was also abdominal pain on that on that common side effect list, which is also another symptom of liver failure, and that's just from taking lorazepam alone. But here's like a, a more comprehensive list list of all the side effects that you or all the symptoms, sorry, of liver failure. All right, so we've already spoken about jaundice, which is the yellowing of your skin and your eyeballs, pain in your upper right abdomen, which is something we spoke about because there was pain in your abdomen as well in the common side effect list, abdominal swelling. All right, nausea, vomiting, malaise, which is a general sense of feeling unwell, disorientation or confusion, and sleepiness. All right, so these things will happen because your liver is 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 going kaput because you're overtaxing it, you're overwhelming it, you're making it do too much instead of being smart with your approach. So, how can you actually safely do this? All right, so we've looked at all the risks, we've looked at what could potentially go wrong, the worst case scenario of taking CBD oil and lorazepam at the same time. Now, what are the what what is this a safe way of doing this? If you you know you're really determined, you're you're willing to apply strategy, you're willing to be careful, and you're willing to be disciplined with your approach. What is the smart way? Of doing this what is the you know the safe smart strategic way of doing this I've got an approach that I've kind of I've put together based on what I've read from different medical professionals um, online who've been commenting in in forums helping patients help, helping patients that basically achieve the exact same result that you're looking at achieving so I've kind of put that together into like a five-step process or a five-step strategy whatever you want to call it I've got, i don't have a fancy name for it yet but as soon as i do i'm going to create a pdf and put this out there hopefully i can do that this week however these are the five steps that i'd highly recommend you do if your goal is to actually wean off 
lorazepam and and you know using cbd oil without overtaxing your liver or overwhelming your liver and without causing competitive inhibition which is also known as the grapefruit effect so you don't have to experience intensified side effects multiplied side effects or without without causing any liver failure so the first step i highly recommend you do is get a personal medical journal if you don't have one already all right this is going to be one of your most valuable tools in this process because you're going to be document you will be tracking and documenting everything from the cbd oil that you buy to the concentration of cbd whether it's full spectrum or broad spectrum um, to whether it's a sativa, it comes from a sativa or an indica or a hybrid, which is either 80% sativa, 20% indica, or vice versa. You want to document all that information in there. On top of that, you want to be able to document um, how many milligrams you're taking in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. If you are taking it in the morning, afternoon, and evening, what your frequency is like. You want to document all that, and, and most importantly, you want to document your results. All right. So that's what that is useful. This is what's going to keep you strategic. This is what's going to keep you disciplined. This is what's going to keep you on top of everything that's going on as you're taking CBD oil, as you're weaning off lorazepam. So the second strategy I would highly recommend is spacing out the time between your administrations. So you've done the right thing. You've got your, you've got your personal medical journal, um, which is very important that you should have. And now you, now you actually want to start the process. So before you actually start, you know, taking CBD oil, before you start, you know, mixing it in with your current regimen of lorazepam, you have to consider the time that it takes for your body to metabolize either one of these substances, depending on which one you're actually starting with. In my personal view, if I was starting, if I was trying to wean myself off lorazepam, I would be starting with CBD oil first and then seeing how that works and then later on in adding lorazepam as I need to, um, not, you know, because I'm trying to wean off it. So when I say spacing out, what you need to understand is like, again, we said that up to about, let's say 80% of all pharmaceutical drugs, including um, um, CBD, and THC, and all the other cannabinoids are all broken down in your liver by the enzyme group called cytochrome P450. When you start to space out the time, so let's say you start with CBD oil first, and you give your body one to three hours, which is what's generally recommended by pro-cannabis doctors that I've read from online. Um, that gives your liver time to process or to metabolize. Let's say if you're starting with CBD, the CBD first. And then once it's done with its job metabolizing that, you, it now has room to metabolize the next thing. If you do need to take the lorazepam, depending on how, how effective the CBD oil is, right? However, if you are starting with lorazepam first, again, the same principle applies. Give your body at least one, or should I say your liver more specifically, one to three hours to metabolize the lorazepam before you, you take your CBD oil. Because again, you want to give your liver enough time to do its job to metabolize that drug even though I would not be touching this drug, but hey, if you are, everyone's different. If you are, more power to you, right? You want to give your body time to metabolize that first, or your liver, should we say. You're going to give your liver more time to metabolize that. And once that's done, once that job is complete, and this is more, most likely if you're someone who wants to reduce the impact of the side effects that come with lorazepam, then after it's met metabolized, you would then take your CBD oil. So again, we're not overwhelming your liver. You're not overtaxing your liver. You're giving your liver enough time to do its job with one drug before including the next one. 
and an interesting way to actually uh, this is what this and this is theoretical of, of course I'm, I'm not taking any of these drugs so I don't need to do this but this is something you can test out so when you take let's say CBD oil first if your goal is to wean off lorazepam what, we, what you would do is or what you'd look at doing is when you take your CBD oil start a timer start a timer and, and see how long it takes for you to start feeling the effects of the CBD oil. All right, so from the time you put in the drops under your tongue, put a stopwatch or a, a timer to going, let's see if it's one hour, two hours, maybe it could be 30 minutes, one hour, because everyone's metabolism, everyone's rate of metabolism, metabolism is different. It's not the same. With the way my body, the speed at which my body metabolizes medication and food and all that junk, <laughs> all that stuff, should I say, is, different from yours and yours obviously is different from mine and ours is different from our neighbor so it's very important that you start timing maybe i might include that as well maybe as part of the strategy that could be a, a separate strategy altogether but still time how long it takes for your body to actually metabolize one drug and then when you notice the effects are kicking in you could stop the timer and say okay maybe it's one hour maybe it's two hours maybe it's three hours all right because one to three hours is a very big window and everyone's different um, so it's important that you actually dial in what your, metab your, the, your metabolism rate is or the time at which it takes for you to metabolize a specific drug. If you're someone who's looking at reducing the side effects, same principle, different drug. You take lorazepam first, you put a timer on, you, you time how long it takes for the effects to kick in. When they start kicking in or when they're, when they're at full effect, you stop the timer and say, oh, it takes me one hour for my body to metabolize lorazepam. Then you know, okay, boom, it's, that's good. Now it's time to add the CBD oil so I can reduce the side effects or I reduce the impact of the side effects. And there you have it. So instead of saying, oh, one to three hours, I don't know how long it's gonna be, everyone's got uh, a, a stopwatch on their phone, all right? It comes built into your smartphone. You can use that and just be diligent and put that in your journal. Put it in your journal that you took lorazepam at this time, um, I put a timer, and then at this time I felt the full side effects and it, that's obviously one hour. So it takes my body about this amount of time and do that for like a week because obviously the first time will be different from the second, from the third, from the fourth, from the fifth and what have you. But if you've got a, enough data for a week that you're working with, you do it over seven days, you time yourself each time over seven days. Maybe your, your body metabolizes CBD oil faster than lorazepam or maybe it's the other way around, who knows, but you've given, you, you collect all that data and you work out what the average is over that amount of time. Then you're going to have a more accurate time as you say, okay, it takes my body, let's say it's like an hour and 20 minutes to metabolize CBD and it takes my body an hour and 10 minutes to metabolize uh, lorazepam. So depending on which one you're taking, you'd know roughly, or it's more, not even roughly, more specifically, what kind of time you need before you take the next drug and how long that takes to metabolize. So I might add that actually as a separate strategy, but that's something fresh that's popped up now. Um, I guess that's, that's for you to, to run with and see what happens. The next strategy that I'll recommend is microdosing CBD oil. Now, if you don't know what microdosing is at this point, if, again, if you're not familiar with my content, then microdosing is a practice of taking the minimal amount of a given substance to achieve your desired results. Now, with respect to, let's say, full spectrum CBD oil, and let's say you're taking full spectrum CBD oil that has actually enough THC to make you high, microdosing allows you to gain the benefits of the CBD oil or the full spectrum CBD oil 
without actually getting high from the THC, even if the THC content is high. This is possible because with micro dosing, you're looking at starting with two to three milligrams at the beginning, which is very little. Two to three milligrams, just to see how your body even, um, how well it tolerates CBD oil. Because that's another thing, we don't know how your body is gonna respond, especially if you're a first time user, all right? So you give your body about two to three milligrams at the beginning, um, do that for a couple of days and then start to increase slowly, which is the, the fourth strategy. But before I get into that, let's just talk about microdosing for a moment. Again, because we don't know how your body is going to respond. We don't know if it's going to respond well or not to CBD. We don't know. We, we, we don't know a lot. All right. We don't know a lot. So it's best you start, you, you, you microdose and then see how you go over time, especially if you don't even know that Let's say you've got some CBD oil, but you don't know what the, what the true THC content is because you got it from a website that doesn't have a certificate of analysis, which is basically a report that shows that they've done third-party lab tests to show how much THC, CBD, and other cannabinoids are in their oil. Then again, highly recommend that you start with microdosing. So again, it's because there's a lot of unknown variables, including how your body tolerates um, CBD. It's best to start with a, um, a microdose of two to three milligrams. And, um, the, and just so you know, the general microdosing range, like once you're familiar with how microdosing works and how your body responds and you continue using this, generally people fall around the three to 10 milligram range because that's still considered microdosing because it's not that much, but it's enough to get you the results that you're looking for without causing any any harm or damage or negativity or anything like that, or any bad side effects or negative side effects. Next strategy is slowly increasing over time. So we're microdosing now. You started at two to three milligrams. Um, you take that for a couple of days and then you increase, let's say your, your rate of increase is one milligram per two days or per three days. That's good, right? Because then, then you're in control. Because the thing is people, we as people get excited that is this new thing it it promises um great results with uh, or good enough results or the result that we're looking for with no negative side effects or very minimal side effects we tend to get excited and you know hypothetically speaking of course we want to drink the whole bottle that's not how we roll especially because again cannabis therapy cbd oil is not mainstream medicine yet right it's not mainstream medicine yet it's still being regulated people are still trying are still deciding i don't know they're still twiddling their thumbs or what have you trying to decide whether this is something that should be made legal across the board we all know that it should but the people that you know the powers that no longer be are still trying to figure out how they can actually i don't know whether it's make money from it or regulate it or i don't know what else I really don't know what else is going on in their minds, but they're taking their sweet time to actually make this mainstream so that we can actually gain the benefit. But we all do know that once this does go mainstream, a lot of pharmaceutical drugs that are currently on the shelf will be off the shelf. So maybe they're worried about the money. Who knows? All right. But slowly increasing over time is one of your, the smartest things you can do because, of course, we're already journaling. Of course, you're already microdosing. Um, of course, you've, you've measured how long you um, or how fast your body metabolizes CBD oil or, or whatever drug you're taking. In this case, lorazepam. Now you want to slowly increase over time because now you know you've got you've got a sense of how your body tolerates CBD oil or cannabis therapy. So what you want to do then is yeah have a let's say it's one milligram every two days. You want to do that to see how your body responds as you're increasing the concentration or the, the volume of CBD oil that you're actually taking per day or per 
per per administration in your day all right if you're administering it once twice or three times a day you want to see how your body responds each time and then what the compound effect of that is as well because there is the compounding effect of you doing this every day um or th once or twice or three times every single day like each day compounds upon the next what this will get you what one benefit i can see of you doing this is that when you do get to a point whereby it produces a negative side effect, let's say you get to about nine milligrams and at nine milligrams, you start feeling dizzy and lethargic, for example. Um, but you've measured from, you know, you started at two to three milligrams, you went all the way to four, five, six, seven, eight, you didn't feel no negative side effects. And then all of a sudden you hit nine milligrams and you start feeling dizzy and lethargic. You know, you can, you can, you can step it back. It'd be easy for you to step it back. It'd be like, oh man, I'm feeling dizzy and lethargic. Let me step it back to, to not, not even eight. Let's go back to seven or six milligrams where it was like, I know it's a green zone for me, for you specifically, who I'm speaking about. And you can be there and then take it back all the way to, to eight and then stay at eight for a longer, longer than the two days. Maybe you can stay at eight for a week all right to give your body more time to to adjust or to yeah to adjust itself to eight milligrams a day because maybe that's a lot for your body but it's not it's not enough to actually cause a negative side effect if there is a real need to go up to nine and you go up to nine and you still find you do get dizzy and lethargic at nine milligrams then you can say you oh, are maybe my body doesn't cope well at nine milligrams. I, I, first I waited two days, then I waited a week, still have the same results. You've got all that information. You've documented all that in your journal. Then you know like, you know what? Eight milligrams is the max for me. Anything more than this starts causing things I don't need in my life. Anywhere, yeah, anywhere from two, I don't feel anything. Three, I don't feel anything. From four, I start to feel something all the way up to nine. It's beneficial, it's happy days, sunshine and rainbows. After nine, it starts becoming a dark cloud and, it's, and a stormy night, you know what I mean? So that's what you wanna do. That's the reason why you should slowly increase over time to find what your optimal dose range is, where you get the desired effects without any of the negative side effects. That is the purpose for slowly increasing over time. Last strategy that I'll highly recommend, which I, in my view, is a bit hard to achieve, but I could be wrong, which is why I keep putting it out, putting it out there, but really is to find and consult with a pro-cannabis medical professional. Yes, I know there is more anti-cannabis medical professionals out there. In fact, there's more medical professionals out there who don't even know the benefits of cannabis therapy, but there is a small percentage of pro-cannabis medical professionals out there who want to help you. I personally, it is in my personal view, but this would, this would be an invaluable strategy for you because this is someone who's dedica dedicated their time and their profession to know how this works. So the, they have nuanced information that they could help with your recovery process that they could dial into your, your current system to help you get even better results than what you're currently experiencing. Or they, they might be able to see something that I or you could not see because obviously this is their job and they'll be able to, yeah, again, help you get maybe faster results, longer lasting results. You know, there's, there's just so much upside. There is so much upside to actually working with a pro cannabis medical professional. What's even more better for you is that you, when you are approaching them, you're approaching them with 
a medical journal, a personal medical journal where you've documented all this information we've spoken about. All right, you've documented what, what which CBD you're using, what concentration levels it's at, what dosage uh, frequencies you're taking, how you're administering, how your administrations are affecting you, at what levels do you get, what your optimal uh, range is, what's um, what happens when you go outside your optimal range or when you when you have too much or when you have too little you've got all that information you know for the for the doctor you you've also got um the information of how fast your body takes to met that metabolize uh, cbd oil so you can start feeling the effects that's going to give your when you do find a pro cannabis medical professional that's going to give them such a leg up in helping you that they will want to help with they will want to work with you they will want to help you solve your problem or optimize whatever it is that you're doing. It will be a no-brainer for them um, to do so. And I think that I, I feel that I would be enthusiastic to help someone. If I was a doctor and they came to me with all this data, I would be so happy to help them. I'd be like, yeah, let, let's do this. But yeah, those are my 5.1 strategies. I guess maybe we'll call it six strategies now because now we're looking at measuring your metabolism. Um, but though that is what I would recommend as the safe um, a strategic and careful and disciplined approach to actually using CBD oil to wean off um, lorazepam or any other. And this this is not, not just for lorazepam, right? This is for any other um, pharmaceutical drug out there. I mean, of course, there's other pharmaceutical drugs I'm going to talk about in the near future. Um, but obviously, this episode where the, the main focus is lorazepam, the main focus is that you know atizan. Is that what they, what they call it? What is branded as? Because at the end of the day. And, I, and last week I looked at diazepam. These are tranquilizers, right? These are tranquilizers. They are not going to eliminate the problem. They're going to dull your senses so you don't feel the problem. But then as soon as it wears off, the problem will return. And on top of taking CBD oil, let's say you're doing it for anxiety, you should look into other things like, I don't know, what helps with anxiety? Meditation. Like there's science, there's more than enough science out there that shows that meditation is actually beneficial for you. So maybe that's something you can do. Like once you take your CBD oil, the effects are kicking in, maybe go spend 20 to 30 minutes um, meditating. You know, that would also help you overcome your anxiety. You get to assess what your, your mental patterns are like and you get to see what the source of your anxiety is. And who knows, maybe you can, you can rearrange things upstairs and uh, eliminate that problem instead of relying on something, some external stimuli to do that for you. Maybe you should actually go inside and do that inner work and let that, in, let that be your internal stimuli to actually solve the problem, okay? However, it wouldn't be fair for me to leave the content here and not talk about what the potential negative side effects of CBD oil are. Um, because, you know, again, I've put lorazepam on the blast. I did the same with diazepam. I did the same with prednisone. If you're familiar with my content, you already know the answer to this question. We already know what the side effect profile of uh, CBD is or CBD oil is. However, again, this is for those who are new to my content. All right. I'm presuming that you've never heard of me. You've never heard of Hemp Nerd before. And um, this is obviously our first time interacting. So to understand what the side effect profile of um, CBD oil is, there's two studies that I dug up, dug up. The, the main two studies that look at, one is a 2020 study, a meta-analysis. So it's a review, a systematic review done in April of this year. And the other is a 2017 clinical review journal as well. 
and what they're looking at is basically the safety profile of CBD oil cannabis therapy for patients. So in the year 2020, researchers conducted a systematic review and meta-analysis of the adverse effects of CBD in patients with varying conditions. So it could be whatever you're dealing with and it could be something you're not dealing with. The, research, the researchers looked at randomized placebo-controlled clinical trials lasting longer than seven days. All right, So people were on this stuff for more than a week. They reviewed 12 clinical trials with a total of 803 patients to glean data from. And the researchers found that the negative side effects that they experienced were somnolence, which is sleepiness or drowsiness, diarrhea, sedation, abnormal liver function, and pneumonia. Again, abnormal liver function. That's, again, to me, that tells me that these patients must have been taking another drug as well which is what these researchers found out because they said that, or they highlighted that associations with abnormal liver function, somnolence, sedation, and pneumonia were limited to childhood epilepsy studies where CBD may have interacted with other medications, right? So, which one of them was clobazam? I don't even know what clobazam is, and sodium valproate. So anyway, the researchers also picked up on this, like the reason why these other, especially abnormal liver function, like when that means your liver is being overwhelmed or overtaxed. Um, yeah, those drug interactions, which is what I guess the highlight of this uh, particular podcast episode is. The re- what the researchers then did was they actually excluded the child epilepsy studies and they found that the only negative side effect associated with CBD treatment was diarrhea. That's it. One, diarrhea, all right? And the researchers concluded in the analysis, they concluded the analysis by stating that the available data from clinical trials suggests that CBD oil is well, or CBD is well tolerated and has relatively few adverse side effects. However, interactions with other medications should be monitored carefully, which is exactly the theme of this episode. This is what I'm talking about, even the last episode. It is not a good idea to take CBD with other drugs because of the drug interactions, the grapefruit effect, competitive inhibition, because that's going to cause intensified side effects, multiplied side effects, and liver failure. All right. Now, in 2017, researchers set out to um, update an established study that was conducted in 2011 regarding the safety and side effects of CBD. The researchers' focus on this review was on clinical studies and potential interactions CBD has with other drugs. The majority of the clinical studies reviewed in their update were from treatment of epilepsy and psychotic disorders, so things like schizophrenia, for example. Now, in these studies, the most common side effects were tiredness, diarrhea, again, and appetite or weight fluctuations, all right? And the researchers stated that in comparison with other drugs uh, used for the treatment of these medical conditions, CBD has a better side effect profile, and this could improve patients' compliance and adherence to treatment. So, in my personal view as well, I see that with everything that I've looked at over time with research, with, with especially with diarrhea because that's popped up twice now okay the reason i i see or the reason to me why diarrhea would be a side effect is from the oil that the carrier oil that is carrying the cbd from the tincture to the body right because if you think about it the recreational community of uh, the recreational marijuana community or the recreational cannabis community 
does not complain or does not talk about or does not bring up i've never heard them anyone in that community bring up that when they smoke too much weed they, they get diarrhea never never heard it before never seen it before um however now that we're introducing cbd oil into the mix and now that that's becoming uh somewhat of a mainstay all of a sudden and obviously with all these the, the research and people looking into these studies diarrhea is popping up so to me it's not that uh, I don't see diarrhea coming from CBD. I see diarrhea coming from the CBD oil and this oil that's actually carrying the CBD. So it could be the MCT oil is causing diarrhea. It could be olive oil causing diarrhea. It could be hemp seed oil causing diarrhea, but it has to be the carrier oil and not the actual cannabinoid itself. However, I'm yet to find a study that can actually prove this because I don't have the resources to actually do this kind of study to put put their study together and then get it published and make it um official and all that jazz maybe in time as as my channel and my brand grows i'll be able to do that i'll have the resources to do that the connections as well right now i don't but that's just i guess a i don't know if you can call that a theory or a hypothesis or what have you but that's that's the way i see it right so in closing right how do we how do we wrap this all up it's very simple it's a bad idea to mix the two together. However, there is a safe way of doing it because of the drug interactions. You have to be super careful with the drug interactions. Your liver can only handle so much at a time. All right. If your goal is to wean off, start with the thing that you want to replace. Learn how long it takes to metabolize that thing. And then once it's metabolized, then you can add the next thing if you need to as well, because maybe the thing you want to replace it with is already doing a good job out, out the gate. Who knows? But on top of all the, before you even start taking anything, let's take a step back, get a medical journal, get a, you know, a per you can, you can use word, word document on your computer. You can just jump on your computer and start putting in all that information. If you're someone who likes to write, write it all down, but have, start with a personal medical journal, write down everything, your goal, how you're looking at achieving it, what you're going to use, what the concentration levels are, um, how the milligrams, the, the milligram per dosage, we're going to start. And of course, um, the frequency and the results and keep documenting the results, document the administration, document the results, document the formula, document the administration, document the results, document, 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 track, 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 make sure you have it somewhere like build a, a personal file for yourself to learn how this works. Because again, Medical cannabis or cannabis therapy is not mainstream medicine yet. However, if you take the time to actually doc, you know, create a document for yourself and then when you eventually do find a doctor, which is what I highly recommend as well, it would be easy for them to help you and it would be easy for them to make a case to make this thing. You know, They could use your information not only for other patients, but also to, let's say, if a lawyer or someone needs proof that this works, your documentation could serve as proof and then that could be the thing that tips things on the side or, or tips tips things in in the favor of making cannabis therapy legal and mainstream for everyone all right um so yeah that's that's basically where I'm, where i'd like to close off other than that look if you, if this all makes sense to you if this was helpful to you and you're looking for a way to actually support the brand other than obviously subscribing to the channel liking 
if, that's if you're watching this on YouTube, of course, when if you're listening to this via the, the audio version, there's, I guess you could subscribe on, on Apple, you could subscribe on Spotify. Those are the, the, the two major platforms. I'm sure there are other platforms as well, but those are the two main ones at the moment. If you're watching this on YouTube, then obviously you could subscribe to the channel. If I have earned your subscription today, if I've, if I've delivered for you today, um, other than that, and if you're someone who's actually in the market for CBD oil, I have partnered with four different companies who have um, an online presence and actually sell CBD oil. Um, if you go to hempner.co forward slash CBD shops, um, that's hempner.co forward slash CBD shops for anyone listening in the audio format, then you can actually go there, pick one of the companies. There's um, Let's see, uh, New, New Leaf Naturals, CBD Sky, uh, CBD Hemp Co. I think that's what they call themselves, um, and Spectra. Those are the, f the four companies I'm working with. If there's any other companies I should be working with, let me know. But those are the four main ones I'm working with at the moment to provide um, domestic shipping in the US and international shipping to Europe and Australia, and I think Asia as well. Um, they provide they do third-party lab tests and they also provide a certificate of analysis on the website so if you want to see exactly how much cbd thc and any other compounds present in that oil that you're thinking about buying you can check that out on their websites each one of them does so and they also provide discrete shipping as well because they've they've figured out how to actually ship internationally so internationally should i say so your products are not going to get um, compromised at customs. You'll be able to get your product. There's so many customers who are receiving their products at the moment. So if you want to support um, the brand that way, you want to support Hempner that way, um, just go to hempner.co forward slash CBD shops. Pick one of the brands that you want to, to buy from. Um, obviously, use, the, use our links because that purchase is a portion of that purchase comes to Hempnerd and that supports us financially so we can I can keep bringing information out this like this out there to you um, to help answer your questions and give you in-depth insight as to how to actually do this properly how to actually treat yourself properly other than that I thank you for your time and your attention today hopefully I have earned your subscription today and I will catch you on the next episode of the Hempnerd podcast peace <music>